Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co-host, JG, yeah. we are going to take you from the playground to the boardroom. Mm. Gut Wisdom will make you think and will leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdom. We're with you every Saturday night at 7 p.m., and we promise to give you our very, very best. Through our company's Paircore Solutions and the Gassman Financial Group, JG and I work with chief executives and business owners across the country, and we help them do what? We help them strategically grow their businesses. Increase team effectiveness. And help their employees reach fullest potential personally and professionally. So Gut Wisdom is for everybody. So if you're listening, this is for you. Gut Wisdom was created with the purpose for us to share what we know so that you can learn and incorporate some of our proven wisdoms in your own life. Last week was part one in our two-part series on emotional intelligence. Mm. So if you missed it, don't worry. You can stream it or go to the website, gutwisdom.com. In the next hour, we're going to quickly review what emotional intelligence is and then learn some strategies for improving it through communication, empathy, and relationship skills. So, Gigi, was there anything that you learned last week about emotional intelligence that you think would be helpful to you moving forward? Well, I love the, I love the definition about emotional intelligence has to do with the person's ability to recognize and understand and manage their own emotions mm-hmm. and emotions of others. Mm-hmm. So that resonated with me. Anything else? Self-awareness. The foundation of personal growth. All right, now hold that thought. Mm, love it, self-awareness, but we have to take a break. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Pure, raw, and real dialogue about the most pressing problems in business and in life. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, JG. We'll be right back with the second edition on emotional intelligence. Yeah. You're listening to WCBS News Radio 880. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. Hey, welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. And tonight we're discussing the second part of our two-part series on EQ, emotional intelligence, and who it can be the key to success, both in your career, in business, and in your personal life. Love it. And for those who missed last week's show, let's quickly define emotional intelligence or EQ. Mm-hmm. What is it, JJ? Uh, from my definition, it has to do with a person's ability to recognize, understand, and truly manage their own emotions and the emotions of others. Now, how easy does that sound? Doesn't that sound simple? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a little challenging for me. <laughs> so we're here as part of my therapy session tonight. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so as we discussed last week, there's so much more to emotional intelligence than simply learning you know, good manners when you're a kid. Yeah. For, you know further when you review the makeup of emotional intelligence, we look at things like self-management. And we talked about this, self-awareness. That was last week's focus, self-regulation. That was also part of last week's. So what are we doing tonight? Yeah. So tonight we have four topics that we're going to look at. One is motivation. And then we're going to look at the three under social skills, which include things like communication, empathy, one of my favorites, and relationship management. Don't even get me started with empathy. 
So let's concentrate on these four. <laughs> How about motivation? Let's start with motivation. When you picture someone, JG, with very little or having very little motivation, what do you picture? I picture a client of mine that was very successful that when he scaled down his business, he decided he was going to give up his main office and work out of his home. Mm, and sounds like a good idea. It was, I thought it was one of the worst ideas because here's what I envisioned, and this is what actually happened. He would wake up, he'd set the alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning, and he would hit the snooze button two or three times. Finally, he would, Like most of us? Like most of us. And then he would walk around in his PJs and his bathrobe. He would be very unshaven and unkept. And he had like no drive, no motivation, no spilkus, as we say, to really do anything till like 11 or 12 o'clock during the day. He, there was no energy mm. in this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely part of motivation, but- with emotional intelligence, let's go beyond those sort of, I don't want to call them the obvious, obvious signs, mm-hmm. but what are some other signs that you know, based on work we've done, about, you know, what what's what are some other, you know, keys or, or things that you would know that somebody displays if they're motivated? Optimism. That's probably the one of the big ones. Seeing the future and turning towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, optimism. Big one. Mm-hmm. Believing that you have mastery over events that can really meet life's challenges, the things get that get thrown your way. And I'm sure you know people who always blame other people oh. or the circumstances. Oh, you mean like the victims in the comes, drama the triangle? Great example. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you probably think of this as a simple negativity or taking responsibilities and Sometimes it truly is, but it could truly be a sign of someone who has low motivation, and that's probably because they don't believe in their own power to affect change. So interesting. So that's really below the, you know, somebody kind of hanging out on their couch and looking and unmotivated. Eating <laughs> and eating Doritos, my favorite. With those orange figures. Then, then, you know, so there's motivation as part of EQ, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. Communication. And then there's communication. So we... Everybody knows. I'm sure every listener knows. We can all agree that good communication skills are the key to building and keeping strong relationships, both at work and in your personal life. And that's why, uh, you know, one of these days we'll talk about verbal and nonverbal communication. But bad communication or miscommunication can really affect a relationship. Could really derail it. And this, remember, communication is part of emotional intelligence. And we talked about this in one of our shows on anger management, how people communicate either passively or aggressively or what's better, collaborative. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're collaborative, that means you're assertive, you're not aggressive, you're caring, and you're looking creative, creative, creatively. How about that? <laughs> it's late, late, late. It's a long week. It's Saturday night. You're looking creatively to come up with Solutions, but you know my yeah, favorite teamwork. What a, what a concept! So you have you have motivation as part of EQ. You have communication as number two. And and what is your favorite? Is it? Does it start with an E? And it ends with a Y, and it's called empathy. Empathy different than sympathy, you know. Right. So how high is your empathy? Actually, my my empathy is pretty high. Is it really? Yeah. How do you define empathy? Well, I define it as the ability to understand and share one's feelings with another person. So it's different because I think in the Webster's Dictionary, I think the modern 
I think everybody thinks about empathy as the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and um, I seeing think, someone else's situation from their perspective. But in one word, empathy, mm-hmm. I think, is about being able to relate. Mm-hmm. It's relating to somebody. It's pretty near impossible unless you've actually experienced the exact same circumstances. And, and really, you, you can't because even if it's, let's say, the passing of you know, a relative, we've all, uh, almost all of us, unfortunately have experienced it, but it's still not the same experience because what your relative wasn't my relative, but it's being able to relate. Being sensitive. Definitely. And I think that's really one of the biggest parts of emotional intelligence, especially in the workplace, having empathy, having tolerance, you know, empathy in the world would, uh, I think that's, that has to be a a mission. And empathy is different than sympathy, correct? It's totally different. So, But empathy does go hand in hand with communication. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I'm learning now <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on this forever with you. But tell me, tell, me, tell me about empathy and communication. What have you learned, JJ? How important it is to truly listen and pay attention. Mm. And pay attention to not only a person's words, but the tone the body language, and the cues of other people's needs and feelings. How do you show somebody that you're actually listening? Uh, A lot for me is body language, you know, looking at them, not looking at other places, shaking my head in the affirmative. No, how do you know that somebody's listening? I look at your body language and you're looking (laughs) at me and you're shaking your head as if you understand and you repeat. uh So your body language, and I brought this up last week when you gave me the middle finger. I didn't give you the middle finger. Why do you keep bringing that up? It wasn't the middle finger. (laughs) It was was the index finger. I was trying to point to something. (laughs) All right. All kidding aside, you apologized last week. I have to sort of let that go. I understand. Right. But, you know, empathy and communication, when you think about... How, you know, what is this person saying to me? Mm-hmm. Am I listening? Am I showing that I'm listening? And listening how, with and the ha- intent to listen. Right. And not, not to respond. Right. And how am I showing that I'm listening? This is, you know, so, so much a part of emotional intelligence. Yes. Not IQ. We're talking about tonight, if you're just tuning in, EQ. Okay. It's not IQ. It's not how smart you are. It's how intelligent you are in what? Maintaining, controlling, of your and, emotions. and showing your emotions. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just curious, JG, how do you practice empathy? Practice by listening to what others say. I acknowledge. Very mm-hmm. self-aware. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have a high degree of empathy? I do. Do you think most people do? No. No. I think most people, unfortunately, do not understand it. And they don't practice, and they don't, and they just don't know what it is. Well, do you remember last week? A lot of people are not taught this in school, you know. Well, that's true, but you know, last week our guest uh, Dave, Dave Friedman, who will be joining us in a little while, yeah. you know, he talked about how you know you're never too old to change. Yeah, people can change if they really want to. Yes, there's nothing impossible in this world. What's the what's the anything in the universe is possible? Yeah, Doctor Israel. Blumenfeld. Blumenfeld. Right. So the thing is with empathy then, I don't know, from where I come from, 
uh, you know, at PAIR, we've worked with clients where their empathy was very low because we measure empathy yes, and can measure empathy. And then that's how we know we can help coach and train and elevate empathy and mm-hmm. emotional intelligence overall. And we, we had these guys that had 23% empathy. Yeah. And it's not so much that they didn't look, they did not care about what empathy meant or emotional intelligence. That was not their... Uh, shall I say, focus. Their focus was bottom line, get more money, get more clients, and who cares about anything else. Right, but once you made them aware of what it is and the impact that it has on the organization and the people, they were able to learn, right? They were able to change. Yes. They were able to improve the skill. No question about it. So when we come back uh, in just a short while, Joining us again will be uh, David Friedman. Friedman. He's the Director of Human Capital Management at Paircore Solutions. We love and adore him. He was here with us last Saturday night. We're so happy that he's joining us again to talk about uh, some deeper things about emotional intelligence. And he's a certified EQ trainer, right? Yes, he is. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS News Radio 880. You can learn more about us at gutwisdom.com. That's gutwisdom with a Z. We'll be back with our special guest, David Friedman, who uh, is going to pull all of these aspects of emotional intelligence together for us. Stay tuned. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, JG. And if you're just tuning in, we are in for part two of our two-part series talking about EQ. Big show, big show. Yep, EQ, emotional intelligence, what it means to your career, your business, and even your personal life. So once again, tonight, we are psyched to have David Friedman. Hello. Join us. He's our- Howdy, buddy. Yep. He's our uh, King David at Paircore Solutions. (laughs) EQ certified and uh, uh, certified in so many other things as well. A resident EQ trainer. Yes. So tonight, Dave's back and he's here to help us more fully understand and even visualize, even though that's difficult since we're on the radio, but I know he can do it. He's going to help us visualize what EQ is all about. I'll do my best. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you. Great to be here. So Dave, up until now, we've touched briefly on all aspects of emotional intelligence except for one. Right. Uh, relationship management. So what can you tell us about this one? Well, I like to, to think of relationship management as sort of the culmination of all of the rest of emotional intelligence areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, for sure it's an area of concentration unto itself, mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about it in that way. But but first I, I, I uh, just kind of wanted to talk about it in the fact that uh, – all of the other areas uh, sort of are tied to the management of relationships. Mm. So, so what, it, what, well, let well, me just make I, sure. I wanted to ask you, what you why you thought that might be. Well, first let me make sure I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. So I am practicing active listening. So the other areas you're talking about, self-regulation, self-management, mm-hmm. motivation, is that correct? All of them, yeah. Okay, so now what's your question? So my question is, why do you think that they're all tied to relationship management? Well, 
Let's see that's how well lo- Deirdre does with this test. <laughs> I failed last one. That's a loaded question. Well, my guess is the relationships in your life, be it in work or with family, friends, uh, every relationship requires, I think, if this is the answer, you to be one, self-aware of who you are, uh, be present, be able to manage your emotions in the moment, have empathy and, you know, be able to relate to the person you're in the relationship with at the time, meaning if it's at work and it's with a coworker mm-hmm. or the boss, mm-hmm. am I in the right direction? That's exactly it. I mean, it, it all comes down to, you know, no one is an island, yeah. right? Yes. And, and even I with so the believe other, that. Yeah. And, and even with the other areas of, of emotional intelligence, you know, uh, self-awareness, uh, what am I feeling, right? Self-regulation. How am I reacting? Um, your motivation? Do I even care? Yes. Right? That certainly these are about me. They're about looking inward. Doesn't it all but, start with yeah. motivation? That's a very good question. Uh, well, sure. Do you, you need to be motivated uh, to in, do in, anything? To, to do want. anything, right? Yeah. To want. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Mm, that might be a separate topic altogether. Motivation. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go oh, ahead. Oh yeah, that's going on the whiteboard, right? Yes. There you go. Uh, you, you know, the primary goal of all of those focus areas is, is about improving yourself, your resiliency, you know, your ability to control your internal emotions. But but it's all ultimately the bedrock for building relationships, right? Mm. Building and maintaining and maybe even growing. So, this Absolutely. Is the, so if this is the foundation, this should be the foundation of every training program and leadership probably. EQ, well, when we do leadership development, I would say uh, 80% of the leadership development that we do all focuses on emotional intelligence and growing and developing uh, that awareness in those that we train. Um, I'd say 20% that we train on is more tactical, strategic planning, delegation, time management, things like that. But the the emotional intelligent, uh, the EQ world is is about 80% of what we train people on. And you know what? This is something that would have been so valuable, I think, for me when I was in college and kids today that are coming out of college. I could see this as a bedrock of a, of a you use the word bedrock, in any sort of college curriculum, learning how to deal with people. But what if, but I'm going to go back to motivation. If you don't have the motivation to do that, will you? That see, I'm I'm telling you, that's a bedrock. I mean, yeah. motivation sure. is such a key to emotional intelligence, as are obviously all these other things that you're talking about: self-regulation, management, control of your emotions, mm-hmm. and empathy and communication. communication. Right. But if you're not motivated to to want to right grow and oh. develop your EQ, your emotional intelligence, it's, all and it's almost then. like you're forced. <laughs> well. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's. Uh, but you can. But that's the point too. And I Absolutely. think you mentioned this before. The goal is achievable. It's a question of whether or not you're willing to do what the goal is asking you to do. In other words, everybody has the potential to change, yes. to improve, to improve. Do they want to or not? No lobotomies. Right. Will, desire, and commitment. Mm. We'll do it. Now we threw. Dave, I'm sure, completely off track. He's like, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> I forgot what I'm I was going saying. Back and rewriting <laughs> the, my entire <laughs> training program. So when we think, so when we think about EQ, and we were talking about to some extent relationship management as a standalone focus area, tell yeah. me a little bit about that. All right. Well, you know, I, I think that I like to think that relationship management starts with connecting with others. You know, mm-hmm. and it 
it it sounds like uh, it's such a it can be such a trite phrase, right? You could just throw it out. Oh yeah, yeah, I connect with others. It it can be meaningless, right? It can feel. Like sure, I connect with people all the time. Yeah, right. I connect on LinkedIn. I send invites right. to a million Absolutely. people. <laughs> I am connected. Yeah, social only, media is wait, all about connecting. The only right? difference is JG I don't actually reaches out to every single person who wants to connect with him and says, "How can I help you? Yeah, Why did you want to connect with me?" He really takes it very call, personally. I'm I like, they don't want to like connect with you. They just want to add you. Yeah. But anyway, do you? Well, and that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. So, so I I wonder, you know, do you have um, an exercise or anything? that you brought with us last week we you you were letting us you put jg through so you put jg through a test and then you told us about this marshmallow study what do you have for us this week uh absolutely yeah i have uh you know i uh in kind of thinking about how do you pull all of this together right uh, all of these areas of emotional intelligence uh and and i uh, you know we're here in the middle of new york city yeah and uh you know it's saturday below, night saturday night below this building below every building in new york city are trains running in tunnels right yeah, yeah. and uh oh, many 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 people stuffed into these trains right so i like to Ew. think that uh <laughs> that the new york city subway system in particular is uh that's a, a- is a challenge to anyone oh, in terms now of I their emotional intelligence oh, totally so even those with the best so how about I set the scene for us? Okay. Yeah. Right. We're ready. You know, the, the the let's start with the platform, right? It's sweltering in summer or it Gross. can be uh, damp in winter. Ooh, stinky. Right? It's crowded all the time. Humidity. Any day of the week. Yuck. Any time of day. I don't mm-hmm. want to stand next to that person. Yeah. The car itself, right? It could be freezing. Mm-hmm. It could be stinky, hot. Stinky. Again, smelly. Dirty. And of course, it's still crowded. No seats. Right? You're probably running late because, you know, let's face it, you're a New Yorker. Right. Of course, and, and we're stinky. And no, no, we're just notorious for running late yeah. because we're New Yorkers. We live here, right? Yeah. Maybe it's rush hour. You know, it's wall-to-wall suits and briefcases, mm-hmm. interspersed with all that. You have tourists with you know, massive backpacks and, mm-hmm. and cameras, right? So, scene suitably set. Yes, got the scene. All right, so we're let's talk you. about emotional intelligence, right? Okay, we start with uh, self-awareness. Right, so so in this situation, mm. uh, what what's you know what kind of thought might be uh, typically going through your head at this moment? For self awareness, mm-hmm. I'm late, and I'm feeling very claustrophobic. I mm-hmm. wish these people would get out of the way so I can get on the next train. I have no patience. Absolutely. So basically, negative thoughts, right? Yeah. Well, certainly, <laughs> that's so, true. You know, so what's don't these uh, people know how important my meeting is? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And nobody else has anything important to do themselves. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Good point. Good point. So you know, what what's a way that you can kind of uh, productively deal with these negative thoughts? I try to listen to music. I put my sure. you know little earbuds in and and sing to Justin Timberlake quietly in my head. Yeah, and Absolutely. you're doing a little dance, I know. Got sunshine in my pocket. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and a couple other things would be just acknowledging yeah. this emotion, right? That's what sure. self-awareness is about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of it is just acknowledge I'm having, I'm, I'm angry, I'm uncomfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I like looking for humor in the situation, right? It, it's all there. You oh, always absolutely. look for humor. <laughs> There's that laugh. There's the chuckle. <laughs> all right, so yeah. self-awareness. So breath. on to uh, <laughs> self-regulation, yeah. right? 
you know, the train stops, you fight to get uh, you fight to get on, right? You know, more people pile in, you get pushed around, you keep getting hit with a backpack. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm looking for that corner spot where I could lean up against the door where yep. the conductor is and the other door. I don't want to touch those, you know, the the uh, handrails and yep. stuff like that. Handrails? Get away, get away from me, you know. I don't strap wanna, hanger? The strap hangers, yeah. What do you, call it? you can see how often I take a subway. Exactly. I'm an Uber guy. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. we heard about that. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you'd be better off taking this. Maybe not. I yeah. don't know yet. <laughs> but I'm like, All get right. out of my way so I can get my spot. Well, exactly. So that that you know, that's my question. What are some of the physical reactions that you know you may find yourself having it mm. in the middle of all of this? I roll my eyes at everybody. Don't you see? I gotta get my spot. Mm-hmm. You roll or your I'm, eyes, or I'm always pushing. To move right. to my You're spot. always schmoozing. What are you, you look at it? I would think. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. I would see. Interrupt. I would see JG taking that opportunity to make friends because that's what he likes to do. Well, that's that's yeah. And actually, you oh, know, don't tell gonna, me that's a, get to that. That's actually. because he has a high level of emotional intelligence. At least maybe in that in that in that area. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, so physical reactions, you. right? Yeah, yeah. You roll your eyes. Your face gets flushed. Right. You push people back. Exactly. Right. You know, so take the so, next car, get out of the way. Right. So maybe what what are some better ways to react in that situation? Hmm. I I would take a deep breath and I, I and like you, candidly, I would get a chuckle at it and I would say, hey, and I'd. Start, you are very easy going that way. I, I would actually start schmoozing with people. Don't worry, you'll get on. There are plenty of trains. They're yep. on time. Totally. No rush. Right. You'll get there. It's all good. Right. right. No, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. it's trying not to yeah. be impulsive, right? Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Good All point. Right. Motivation. So how how do you think motivation actually plays into the situation? It may be less obvious. Hmm. You know what? I think you're just trying to look for positives. Yeah. Right. Be optimistic. Sure. At least and, you're on a train. And isn't it? Is it? Is Could it? Be do, worse, do you find it a say. challenge to to be optimistic in the middle of all of that? Right. Probably, I would say being optimistic in negative situations is very challenging. It's not so easy to see the bright side. But you know, JG has this. Um, remedy that actually forces almost in a way looking at gratitude mm-hmm. right and it's called uh he got this from one of his classes mm. it's uh what 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 were your wins for the day what are you grateful about today so no matter how life is good or what happened you know what are you what are you happy about so that actually sure. helps but there go ahead go. i'm sorry to there interrupt no that's great so mm-hmm. uh all right moving on to communication mm-hmm. you know what's a way you can practice communication in this situation again this is not something that may be obvious um, you know, well, uh, Deirdre, for, you mentioned yeah, like, I the way to music. you deal with it is to, to listen to music, right? Correct. So you put in those headphones, you can't hear everything that's going on around you. Right. You know, zoned out. But what might be a, you know, kind of a bad side to that? Well, I don't hear what's going on and maybe I Miss seem... Miss the stop. Sure. I could miss the stop. I've done that. <laughs> on the Long Island Railroad, I've missed right. the stop because I'm not paying right. attention. Right, or you missed a, an announcement that said, by the way, your stop is not actually going to happen. Right. right, true. So This train has turned express rather right. than local. So yeah. what's what's better? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I think that the better might be at least uh, you could turn it down. You could make sure uh, that you can still hear things around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, empathy. This is probably an easy one. How do you practice empathy on the train? I give up my seat always. When I see somebody schlepping bags and whatnot, 
and I think they're a little older than me, I always give up my seat, right. well, what no about, matter what. What about thinking about others? Like I'm not bringing a tuna fish sandwich onto a hot, smelly, <laughs> sweaty subway. Exactly. It's disgusting, and I think it could probably put people off. Exactly. You right? Let the people come off first. Yeah. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we cover, what about relationship management? In well, that? And, and actually, Deidre, you met, you kind of touched on that already, you know, that, that uh, JG in a situation like this is probably going to make friends, right? For it's coming, sure. It's coming back to connecting do. with others, right? I have never, you know, I, it's so interesting when you think about, emo- again, we're talking about what a great e- therapy session. We're talking <laughs> about EQ. We're talking about, which is emotional intelligence. I love And you what's fascinating, oh, now he loves us. It's a kumbaya <laughs> moment. Right, JG. Don't let Usa. that. Yeah. <laughs> what's interesting is that because there are so many aspects to emotional intelligence, right? Empathy just being one of them, communication being another, motivation being another. It's kind of fascinating to see where some people have higher levels in some of those areas than other, and I wonder what that sort of what that sort of looks like. I don't know. Um so there's JG. Yeah, in that situation, JG would make, I would say, friends with everybody in the car. I could <laughs> see you getting everybody up and dancing I was just and about laughing. To say singing a song. And let's all, you it's know. All good. That's that's not where I shine. Right. Mm-hmm. And most people don't in that situation either. And and again, not to not to belabor this this uh, fact, but you know, if you have your headphones on, you're not gonna talk to anybody. Nobody's gonna talk to you. And you know, I, you I very much realize that that's the, that's exactly the point. So right? you so you're <laughs> saying in this scenario, mm-hmm. not to have your headphones on. I mean, I, but I would I, say most people do. Absolutely, I would say maybe uh, you know, getting even just beyond the subway. You know, if uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to exactly. I'm going. I'll just put this kind of out there. Just something to think about that. If from the moment you leave your apartment in the morning until the moment you walk back into your apartment at night, if you have headphones in your ears. You will not talk to people. People will not talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just something to kind of think about, you know, if you're trying to connect with with others. Hold that thought, because I know there are some listeners thinking, well, that's the way I like it. Absolutely. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS News Radio 880. Learn more about us at gutwisdom.com. And we'll have some Gut Wisdom with David Friedman joining us right back uh, here after the break on improving your emotional intelligence. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. are back and you are listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm JG, Jonathan Gassman, here with our host, Deirdre Koppelman. And if you're just tuning in, we've been talking about emotional intelligence. EQ. EQ. And how to start improving. Is that like E-T, E-T? No, E-T. EQ. Come home, E-T. EQ. Yeah. So we've been, let's start talking about how to improve your emotional intelligence today. So, D. Yes. After talking about EQ with Dave, who's still here with us tonight, for the past two weeks in a row, what's the one thing, if there is anything, that you're going to try to do differently? Huh. Well, 
Dave, can you do do us a, do us and the listeners a favor sure, before yeah. I before I share what I would do differently? Mm. Can you just bring us back a sec where we left off? Describe ah. that subway situation. What's the scenario that all we can right. all that all of us, our listeners, can can envision if they're just sure. Absolutely. In. I mean, the scenario is you know the New York City subway. It's it, it's hot. It's crowded, or it's freezing and it's crowded. It's loud. People are pushing, you know, shoving. people are pushing, shoving the, you know, someone has uh, headphones on that are so loud, you know, you could barely hear yourself think standing right. right next to you. <laughs> right. You know, well, so in that scenario, in practicing, you know, emotional intelligence or trying to be more uh, emotionally intelligent, what I had said that I, what I would typically do is I would have my earphones in not loud and blasting sure. that other people. What I would do is I would refrain from being, bringing a tuna sandwich onto the train and blowing <laughs> people away. That's disgusting. But I would I would think about that Funny first and I wouldn't do it. But I do use my headphones. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if by you know keeping my headphones in all the time, if that sort of sends a message like, don't bother me. Absolutely. Well, nobody communicates anymore. Look at everybody on the subway. Everybody's in their own world. They all have their headphones at most people. It's not even just the subways. Look at most people Life. prefer to mm -hmm. communicate through a keyboard. Mm. Sure. Mm. So what does that do to emotional intelligence? You know, when you when you talk about the communication piece or uh, the empathy piece, communication yeah. by email is not good and that's how most people communicate behind a screen yeah right no absolutely and it, it is a challenge uh and there's actually a lot you know as you can imagine there are a lot of studies that are continuing to this day uh, uh, the difference in how people feel uh after let's say using their phones to uh quote you know connect with people mm -hmm. versus actually connecting with people face to face right yeah. that uh, uh studies have shown that happiness levels uh, are it significantly increase when you are dealing with people face to face than they do if, say, you're just sitting there scrolling through your Facebook feed, or even on the phone. Yes, it's probably it's increased. Kind of fascinating. You know, think about Facebook for a second. I was always thinking that fa the Facebook world was created as a community because we are so connected. Well because we're so disconnected in a way, right? right? People are so busy. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're having Sunday dinners or seeing, um, you know, everybody works so hard. And it's almost like when I think about Facebook or what I think the premise of Facebook was, was to create this community. So you know if your neighbor's making chicken soup now because she's posted it on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, you're laughing, no, absolutely. but I'm serious, right? So is that... Is, isn't it isn't that really the attempt to make communication um, more relatable more connect more connectivity by knowing who's doing what when but is it really working because it's electronic and it's still not in person I don't well, know I think there is you know I I, I think it would be short-sighted to say uh, that you get nothing out of it uh, I think people do connect with people ultimately uh, in person uh, that they probably would not have, you know, a person they may not have connected with before or haven't in years. And because of technology, they've actually, you know, gotten in touch with people again. They've they've caught up on things and maybe they then actually meet each other in person. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 I think there are absolutely positives to it, but I think the key, of course, is you still have to get out of your house or you got to get people into your house. You know, it's uh, the 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 face-to-face the -face 
interactions with people is ultimately what helps you yeah. to develop your own emotional skills. intelligence, your, so, your own skills at them. So yeah. that you being can't replace. Said, they're, they're, and, and I see this with kids, especially, you know, invited to parties and not invited to parties mm-hmm. and what's said on Facebook and what's not, or emails, how things are always interpreted negatively. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a communication problem. And, you know, there's nothing that will ever replace the face-to-face communication or True. the phone call because there's tone, there's voice, True. there's a give and however, take of a conversation. However, you and can... And that all increases EQ. True. However, you can still practice EQ even though we live in a world where there's less FaceTime. Sure. sure. Electronically, you could practice it. App, yeah. Look, you can put emoticons. There's a reason why emoticons and bitmojis and all of those funky, crazy things and memes. and You know, that's a way of adding humor. That's a way of adding tone. That's a way of, uh, you know, there are ways of writing that can communicate your message because you're being sensitive to the person the who's reading it. Sure, sure. Right? Empathy can exist in writing. So that, <laughs> so somebody then... That's an art. It isn't, well, that's sure. that's right. It's an art. And a science. And, I, and it's a science. And I wonder if that were being taught earlier on. So, right, you have this generation. Mm-hmm. They're all on computers. The communication most likely is... Um, not face to face, so why not teach earlier as almost part of curriculum yes. how to yep. have emo- how to be emotionally intelligent in your writing? Absolutely. Well, I, you know, on that note, Love the the uh, Yale there is a they've uh, already a, thought a of it. There's called it's <laughs> called the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, and they've actually created what they call the Ruler Program. What is and that? It is a program for elementary school students to teach them emotional intelligence. Look at that. Start them young. Smart thing. Yep. So wow, you could have you created this and been a multimillionaire already. <laughs> Too bad I, didn't I didn't think it, of though. it as soon as Yale did. I, I was creating other things. So that's but what very are we interesting. with all the people our age, you know, millennials and above, that haven't learned a lot of this? Well, I think that's I think part of sh- our mission. I think we have to add that. So there you go. Yale has thought about it for children. We now have just unearthed another idea to add to our Leadership Academy. We teach, 80% of what we teach is uh, related. About emotional intelligence. Exactly. It's related to emotional intelligence. So why not add the emotional intelligence in written communication? And I bet everybody listening who's in business, who does anything remotely close is... (laughs) Going to rush to do this, but it's. I think it's a very good idea. So, what what are some strategies? I'd be curious to know what you think, David. What are some strategies for um, increasing your own motivation? All right. So, motivation. You know, it, we talked earlier about the fact that uh, uh, part of motivation can be about that you don't feel like maybe you have the power to actually, you know, make change in something, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in some ways you can think of ways that you can increase your own value, you know, at work or uh, at home in life, you know, by you can record your accomplishments, for instance. Yeah, I do, right? we daily, do that. We, we use an app that uh, we have where we record daily all of our positive things that we've done, the wins for the day. Everybody in the company does that. Right. And it's huge. It's such a positive... It fuels positive momentum. Absolutely. Right. Trademark that. What else, Dave? Right. Absolutely. Uh, You know, it sounds kind of silly to say it, but, but, uh, or maybe obvious, but if you're having negative thoughts, try to think of something positive, at least just to pull yourself back out of it, right? Love it. 
uh, and looking for positive, humorous aspects of life. I mean, those kind of go hand in hand, right? Um, How about assuming the best in others, Dave? Sure. You know, well, sure. It gets back to the subway people. analogy, right? It's really hard to assume the best in others when you're when you're packed in like a sardine. That's on true, a, on a but if you, car. you know, there is that empathy. You're all in it together, right? And I think something else that I love to do, I love to be around really smart, positive, motivated people. Sure. I find when you hang around with, you know, people like Kenya and Deirdre and other people that are very positive and optimistic, it trickles down. It has such a such a positive impact. It makes unless, you happy. Unless, unless you're giving the finger? No. No, unless. <laughs> hey, I'm a reform bully. You hey, know? <laughs> I, I gave up on that. No, I think that unless you're sometimes I know I'm a very optimistic person. And, um, you know, if you're around negative people, I think your optimism can actually really annoy them. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I change. I am forever an optimist. I, I just don't know any other way. That's... Well, I'd love to hear from our listeners, Yeah, the people that are listening tonight on the air, mm-hmm. what strategies they're using to increase their motivation. And, and you could do that by either tweeting us tonight or going to the website and putting some stuff on the wisdom wall. But share with us your, your, your thoughts, your perspective. And yes, and I love that. So on so that was on motivation. On communication, JG, I'm just curious, right? What do you think um, are the most important things for our listeners to think about when it comes to communication? Listening. Mm. Listening. Mm. Listening. You know, Dave spoke about this, I think once he calls it, uh, what is that, the cell phone delay analogy? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yep. You know, there's a delay when you talk to people. You know, there are some people when you talk to them, they're jumping in to, you know, interrupt and share their perspective. But when you're on your cell phone or when you're talking to somebody, listen, stop and pause three seconds. And if you're not on your cell phone, look at the speaker. Look at who's look. Mm. Look, there's something to be said for there's nothing worse than when you're talking. Why do you give me the evil eye all the time you're looking at me? No, because no, 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 no. I never (laughs) give you the evil eye. But it, it can be very insulting when you know, you're out to dinner or wherever and you're having a conversation with somebody, even if it's somebody you just met at a networking event and they, they're not looking at you, they're looking past you. That's kind of not good communication. Stop interrupting. That's something people do a lot of. I'm working on it. It's okay. I'm I'm almost a reformed interrupter, but not yet. It's difficult. How about difficult. focus on understanding yep. rather than just hearing? Sometimes I would say to my wife, I hear you, honey, but I'm not listening. And boy, well, that would really get to her. Well, but you know what? But At I've least learned. you were acknowledging that you weren't listening. Because I was That's doing important some, I'm too. in the middle of doing something. Yeah. I hear you. I'll, you know what? How many times, Dave, you've come into, uh, let's say maybe if I go into your office or maybe when you come into my office and you might start talking to me and I know that I'm not listening to you. And then I look at you with a blank face and I say, I just want you to know what? What do I say? Uh, I'm listening. Or? I'm not I was listening. not listening. <laughs> I, I didn't hear a word you said because yep. truthfully I was not I was not present I was not actively listening. What about empathy? How do we how do we deal how do we add more empathy? How do we help increase empathy? Ask questions. Yes. What else? Shift the focus of the conversation. Dave, what do From, you think? Well, I I think uh, one thing uh, you know, something to be careful not to do is. Uh, Kind of, uh, if someone is coming to you with a problem, let's say, you know, you don't want to oversimplify 
uh, the situation. You know, it's it's very you you want you want to be the hero, right? Again, getting back to the drama triangle, but Good uh, point. Uh, you you want to make sure that you hear all of the information and you take it in, and you don't automatically just jump right to the solution for a person because. You know, it doesn't. You you may not have it all yet. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. people generalize what somebody else is saying, which almost causes them to feel like, hey, they're not paying attention, they're not listening. Maybe they're even passing judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, judgment's not a good thing. And and what about relationship management as part of emotional intelligence? What's some What are some wisdoms? Being honest, truthful, and I always say sincere. Can we be sincere and we authentic? Can be yes. Right. Obviously, yep. not talking about others, not be, you know, these are, these to me are like golden rules. You know, you want to make sure you're considering everybody who's involved in the discussion, things that, you be know. Re- be reliable is something that I find is an issue. Yeah. So, JG, yeah. what's the one thing, uh, talking about EQ, what are you doing differently? Well, I'm not going to give you the finger anymore, and I'm really going to listen more to what you have to say. You're not going to give me the finger. I really appreciate that. Dave, is there anything you would do? Because you're so high up there with EQ. What would you do differently? Well, I've been, you know, obviously I've been paying attention to this a lot, and actually one of the things I have been doing lately, so it won't come as a surprise when I say this, is I've been trying to actually not wear my headphones all the time. You know, Ah. I do take the train in the morning, Ah. uh, and I have actually found that I've had brief conversations with people I never would have had before. There you go. So let's... Let's put the question out there to you, our listeners. Go to Gut Wisdom with a Z, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. Send us your thoughts on something that you're going to try and do differently to raise your levels of emotional intelligence. And next week, big week. Ooh, big topic. We are doing uh, for a topic, bully bosses bruise big time. We've all known a bully boss, and we're going to teach you how to deal with that. So you've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. And, JG, what do you want to share? Well, if always interested, super interested in your feedback. So please, by all means, tweet us, go to our Facebook page, like us, and share things with us. Share your stories. We are very, very interested in hearing that. Mm. You know, so at this point, let me just take a moment to thank all those who have been listening to Deirdre and I talk about emotional intelligence and our special guest, Big King thank David. Yay, David. EQ. Capital Management, joining us two weeks in a row with his expertise on the subject matter. And we want to thank Kenya Gibson, Melissa, Tom, and all of the head hiding shows here at WCBS News Radio. Tune in next week. Bully Bosses brews big time on WCBS News Radio 880.